Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Appearance Radio with Augusto Perez. On today's mailbag show, we'll be discussing prophetic current events, answering your questions, sharing praise reports, and praying over your prayer requests. We'll also be taking communion after the music break. Now, here is Augusto. Welcome to the Appearance Radio Mailbag Show. I'm Augusto Perez, and shalom. Today is Tuesday, December 5th. December 5th, 2023, the year of our Lord, we're going to bring you the latest in headline news, commentaries, analysis, as we are seeing it through the eyes of Bible prophecy and the Word of God. Well, before the program, we were talking, <clears throat> Larry, Chuck, and I, about the um, the heavily, heavily, heavily uh, spraying of the of the skies with the chemtrails, uh, they got my whole region here covered. Chuck is the uh, the same boat, and Larry's the same boat, and uh, <clears throat> they're trying to hide something. These people. The other thing uh, that occurred to me as I was taking a look outside this morning was maybe the reptilians like the cold weather. Maybe they don't like the sun. I don't know. Just a thought. But uh, whatever. Uh, I was reading on the news that <clears throat> the NOAA, it says, massive coronal hole on the sun likely to cause moderate geomagnetic storm. And uh, according to this article, the solar observers are sounding the alarm on massive hole spotted on the sun. The scientists believe will cause a geomagnetic storm and send high-speed solar wind streams to Earth. Now, <clears throat> I had not seen that before or read that before about how the sun can send high-speed solar wind streams to Earth. But the Lord has shown me something along those lines before in dreams and visions of the night where I saw a strong winds uh, hitting the Earth, <clears throat> and I, <clears throat> I didn't know what it was. I didn't see a hurricane. I didn't see um, tornadoes. I didn't see a storm, anything. It was just it was just winds blowing everywhere. I mean, tearing everything apart. And uh, <clears throat> now I see this, and it all makes sense. It says that the, the geomagnetic storm uh, could send high-speed solar wind streams to Earth, and um, and uh, and these people now are uh, are coming up with all kinds of new terminology. Have you guys noticed? It's the new terminology, um, you know, streams. Now, now, when there's something like this, <clears throat> they call it uh, streams, you know, uh, some technical name that they call it. And uh, I've been watching this. I've been watching this. Uh, atmospheric. They call it atmospheric uh, river. They call it atmospheric river. Now, listen to this. A steady stream of atmospheric river hitting the Pacific Northwest. Now, well, I've I never heard about an atmospheric river. Had you guys heard about atmospheric rivers before? I never heard about it. So now, 
because they don't know what to call it, they come up with new names, atmospheric river. So there you have it. That's what's happening. There's no need to alarm. There's no need to get concerned. It's just an atmospheric river. You know, same old, same old, right? Well, this is exactly what they want people to believe. And what's getting ready to to happen is going to wreak havoc on planet Earth. And according to this article, a huge hole has opened in the sun's atmosphere. It is spewing stream of solar wind directly towards Earth. This came from, uh, uh, some of the pictures came from NASA, SDO, uh, uh, it photographed it. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, that, that is what uh, NOAA, NOAA is saying. Now, the, which is, by the way, stands for National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They, this Saturday issued a news update on the coronal hole that would cause moderate and minor geomagnetic storming on Earth on Monday and Tuesday, respectively. So <clears throat> now remember, <clears throat> every time that these uh, storms happen and, 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 and solar flares happen, Remember that it illuminates the object that is right around the sun. Okay? It, it does. It, 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 it illuminates it. It illuminates it because that object does not have light of its own. So it illuminates it, and then you can see it. So maybe, and I say just maybe, this is what's going on with all the chemtrailing. So anyway, this NOAA classified the solar storm on a scale from G1 to G5 with G5 storms being the most extremes that could cause electrical issues, hello, and great collapse and could inhibit tracking satellites. <clears throat> so there's much more there. We'll be posting this article on the, with a program today when we're done. And uh, so how do you like them apples? Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Along with this, there was now yesterday I was reading that uh, Mount Merapi erupted in Indonesia and dozens of people died and uh, at, least, at least 64 have been killed that I know of. Uh, maybe there's uh, it went up since yesterday. The the number of people killed. Indonesia's Mount Merapi volcano more than doubling the death toll since it became active again last week. So volcanoes are erupting, earthquakes are happening, right? There was an earthquake where I think it was in the Philippines, seven point something. I mean, uh, yeah, this the, when the sun is acting up, it does affect the earth, and um, it affects everything. So <clears throat> the earth is, is getting whacked. It's getting whacked everywhere, from everywhere. It's getting whacked from the sun. Is getting is getting whacked from these people that are uh, destroying it uh, with all the chemicals and all the junk that they're doing to it. Is getting whacked from uh, I mean you name it, you name it from the continuous um, uh, you know sowing and reaping because the the word of God says that you had you have to let the earth rest for a year so that it can replenish its nutrients. This is why it was called a sabbatical. <clears throat> but, uh, but, but man has not allowed the earth to rest. 
and it, it continuously is planting and, and sowing and reaping, and therefore the earth is deplenished. It, it has been uh, it has been the, the exhausted of its minerals, its nutrients, which is one of the reasons why what we eat today is really not not that good. It doesn't taste that good. It's not as nourishing as they used to be many years ago. Anyway, enough of that. I'm going to cut it short and turn it over to you guys. Well, you're exactly right, Augusto. And, of course, uh, space or cosmic weather is something I follow very, very close. I, matter of fact, I, I actually subscribe, and it's not like clicking a button, uh, to space weather alerts. And the minute something happens on the sun, my cell phone dings. And I get it straight from the spacecraft. I don't have to wait till space weather posted or space weather. Matter of fact, uh, usually when I get it, it just happened, whether it's a CME or a filament or a, a solar storm or whatever. You know, I get it on my phone. I get, I actually get uh, alerts when the uh, CMEs are incoming, and they're usually I'm alerted within 30 minutes to an hour before they strike. And so I watch this, and, and uh, you know, it's not free. I take a little bit out of my Social Security. We talked about that earlier. But uh, I take a little bit out of my Social Security so I can get those alerts because I follow it really, really close. There's a lot happening on the sun, and as you said, <clears throat> if people follow us a little bit, uh, Planet X News, that's a YouTube group, and I think he's got a website too, uh, he follows very, very closely these scenarios on the sun and actually has the video of the uh, explosions that reveal a planet. And on one or two occasions, I've seen a planet revealed with uh, multiple uh, either planetoids or planets or, or asteroids around it. I, I don't I can't pick which ones they are. But there's certainly something out there that is really big and has an entourage with it, its own system around it. And that's been revealed, uh, believe it or not, on YouTube. Planet X News is what it's called. Uh, we talk about that occasionally. But I've noticed one thing very interesting is uh, whenever you talked about a wind, I've noticed that <clears throat> whenever – uh, you know, and, and normally in my area, Oklahoma here, you know, we get winds during the daytime, but at night they settle down generally. We don't have winds. You know, the temperatures drop at night, and and it's just unless we have a storm, we don't get any winds. However, for some time I was watching a lot of times at night, the winds would blow, and I've got uh, some of these, I don't know what you call them, ding-dongs or whatever. They're, they're little, uh, they make little, bongs and dings and all of that, you know, and anyway, I've got them around my porch, so when the winds blow at night, I, it sounds like a symphony or an orchestra going on out there on the porch, and I got to looking at it really close and timing it with uh, solar flares and these big filament explosions on the sun, and so <clears throat> what I basically saw was that when we had one of those explosions, a big one, Either that, or we have that solar wind, as you as you say, the charged particles that are flying onto Earth. Um, I would have these winds at night that come out of nowhere and for no specific reason, and they would blow and blow and blow, not real hard, but they were, I could certainly detect them with my, I guess you call them chimes, 
that were out, you know, on the porch. So I watched that really close. And and so and and by the way, uh, the last few. I guess you could say geomagnetic storms that we've had, and one of them was already up to strong. It was a G3 a couple of days ago. These were not from sunspots. These were CMEs and and uh, the explosions on the sun of, of what they call a magnetic filament. These things stretch out for a 1,000, well, about a 1,000 miles, like a 1,000 or something kilometers, and they're they're massive, and when they explode, it's just like a sunspot explosion, except usually a little bit bigger. So the last G3 geomagnetic storm we had on Earth was strong and actually caused me to lose satellite image off and on a little bit for a while that night I watched. And uh, so we're getting all this stuff. Of course, we're not getting a lot of the truth. Mainstream media ignores every bit of it. But I did notice also over the last couple of years that I've been watching this, anytime we have Massive solar activity. We also, it seems to connect with uh, sudden and basically unexplained magma movement and uh, volcanoes or earthquakes. I mean, it, it's all tied together. Yeah, it is uh, very, uh, very interesting. Uh, we have had uh, those winds that you talk about. Once in a while, we get those. I noticed one day I was sitting in here looking out the front window, and it was perfectly still outside. There actually was no wind blowing. And in a few minutes, we had a real strong wind blowing through here, just from out of nowhere, and it blew for a little while and then stopped. So, yeah, there is a big effect happening as a result of what's going on in the sun. Uh, several days ago, the earthquake, they had an earthquake in Mindanao, Philippines, 7.7. And we could go to YouTube immediately and find the news reports on there showing uh, people's uh, videos that they took with their cell phones during the earthquake, and it was strong. And it uh, covered quite a large area. And, of course, when that happens, they usually have uh, a lot of rain. There might be flooding, but uh, it did cause quite a bit of damage. And I believe that uh, as these eruptions on the sun increase, I believe they're going to increase, you're going to see a lot more of this. Uh, Philippines is really uh, prone to earthquakes and uh, typhoons. They'll have uh, uh, these things blow through there. I mean, they're very, very powerful. And most of the people who do not live in the city but live out in the boondocks, uh, these people make their homes or houses from the materials they have at hand there in the jungle. And sometimes they'll get their hands on like uh, sheet metal or uh, anything like that to construct a home, if you want to call it that. But when one of these uh, storms blows through, that's it for their house. Their house is, is gone. So uh, it, it's really, uh, really something when you are getting this kind of uh, effect from the sunspots, and I think it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. I don't know. I just feel that it is. Yeah, I believe so, too. As a matter of fact, uh, I was reading the scripture here as you were talking. Um, in the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 25, when Jesus said, And there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the seas and the waves roaring. Man's hearts failing them for fear 
and for looking toward those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. And um, it's happening. Everything that uh, Jesus, our precious Messiah, said is happening, exactly as he said. He says that there will be signs. Okay, there will be signs. There will be wonders. Okay, uh, in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and then on the earth, distress. That word distress is the Greek word sunoki, which means anxiety, anguish. Isn't that what we are experiencing, people? That's exactly what we are experiencing right now. And then he says, distress of nations with perplexity. Okay? Perplexity. Um, that is a very, very interesting word um, because that word there, <clears throat> it's really, it's really, uh, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very unusual word in the Greek uh, that people are at a loss. They have no way out. That's what the word means in the Greek. When you look at it in the lexicon, it says they have no way out, and they are at a loss mentally. And they are in doubt. They are perplexed. They're they're dumbfounded. Isn't that what's going on in the world today, folks? That's exactly what is happening in the world. There's no way out. There's no way out of this. And the people are at, at a loss mentally, and they're perplexed, in doubt. And so this is. Uh, I was just reading this, and it really hit me how um, this uh, scripture is now coming to life. It's coming alive right before our eyes, and um, that is one of the of the things that Jesus said would happen right before he came. And then he says that men's hearts were going to be filled with fear, fear of war, what's about to happen over there, starting in the Middle East, and um, with, you know, also with the Ukraine, uh, a war with Russia and China and uh, Iran. I mean, these things are now... And, and then on top of that, now in the South America region, you got Brazil going to war with uh, Venezuela, who is invading uh, Guyana because it's a very, very rich nation. Uh, I mean, this is what's going on right now. And then it says man's heart's failing them, failing them. That is heart attacks, right? Isn't that what's happening for fear, phobos, phobia, and terror? Looking at the things that are coming on the earth. And then he says the powers of heaven, the powers of the heavens, okay, are going to be shaken. And uh, and then uh, this morning, I was, as I was waking up, the Spirit of the Lord brought this scripture to my mind, <clears throat> which I, I have read before many times, but I have not read in a while. And he says, everything that can be shaken will be shaken, so that that which cannot be shaken remains. And I thought that was very, very uh, apropos for the time that we are living. So anyway, <clears throat> let's continue. <clears throat> Excuse me, because there are um, there are a lot of things going on here. I'm going to try to cover as much as I can, but I probably won't be able to to cover um, everything. But uh, 
There was an article I was reading uh, here also about um, mobs of Chinese men invading California. Now, that's getting close to where you live there, Chuck. He says most of the illegal aliens consisting primarily of Chinese males swarmed the California border today, according to reports. And this was um, on December 4th. This was yesterday. And he says, um, <clears throat> News Nation correspondent Jorge Ventura published exclusive footage showing Border Patrol agents processing long lines of illegal immigrants in eastern San Diego country on Monday morning. He says, large group of, of migrants, mostly Chinese, national men, crossing illegally through open gaps on the border wall in Jacumba. Hot Springs, California. So mostly these are Chinese men, national men, illegally crossing through the borders into that region of Hakumba Hot Springs. And then it uh, says that tomorrow, which means today, San Diego County officials will vote on whether the, the, the county will spend $3 million in taxpayer funds. And says uh, most of, the, of these Chinese men in the video appear to be well-dressed, well-fed, carrying relatively new luggage. Are these migrants? That's an open open question. Back to you. I would say no. These are not migrants, and they're not needy. Uh, they're paid mercenaries, if you will, out of China. And as a matter of fact, uh, I was listening to that report this morning on the war room, and they said there's over 10,000 in 24 hours crossed at that crossing. 10,000. Uh, you know, I've often said that uh, I believe the West Coast, according to Henry Groover and others, prophetically will be a beachhead for the invasion of America. All the way up from Canada down to Mexico, the West Coast will be one of the first beachheads. And, of course, with uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, he, will, he will invite them. He's already been to China. He's already held a uh, summit. You know, with Z in uh, California, we've spoke about that on another program, and uh, it looks like that's coming to life. Uh, whether it's prophetic or whether it's just intelligence, it looks like it's all making more sense, and they're pouring across that border now. And you know, and I don't know. I, I just don't know. Some of those really Texas. One of the reasons they're pouring across that border more now, though, by the greater numbers, is Texas is basically blocked them. You know, the recent uh, federal court ordered Abbott to remove the barriers in that river because it's so good at stopping the invasion. And he basically said, no, no, Texas will defend its own borders. I'm not going to do it. So you've got to set up there between Abbott and Biden and his administration. Uh, this is not going to work out well. However, it's forcing because he just simply won't submit and bow to Biden and that administration. It's forcing uh, a lot of this into New Mexico, Arizona, and especially now, it seems, California. Uh, it's a sad deal. I was watching this morning, though. I, I was going to just comment again. Uh, I didn't want to be too long on my initial comment, but I wanted to speak about uh, – uh, an author friend of mine, Bobby Ackert. Now, he writes end-time uh, scenario novels, and uh, 
he seems to have the inside. He reminds me of a Tom Clancy a little bit. He has inside information. And a year ago or so, he wrote a brand-new book. It just came out a year ago in 20, latter 2022, I believe, and it was called The Ark Storm. It says the other big one. In other words, he kind of copycatted to a smaller degree Noah's Flood, if you will. And, of course, it's it's strange that this book, though, dealt with an atmospheric river. Now, this was, he says it's fiction unless it happens. But I did see on TV this morning on watching the weather that uh, this uh, atmospheric rivers are coming off of Hawaii and that region, and they're coming straight up now to the West Coast. And so there's going to be a lot of flooding and lots of rain and, they say, a massive snowpack, you know, that's going to come off of this storm. And don't know how many days it may last, but it's coming your way. I don't know if it's up uh, far south as you are, uh, Chuck, but it's coming. Now, what's interesting in this uh, arc storm, the other big one by Bobby Ackert, and you can find it if you, you know, Amazon's got the books. Um, if you want to read it, it gives you a synopsis of what Noah's flood would have been in a local scenario like the West Coast. And in that scenario, fictionally, it showed, how, and you, you, you even brought this out, Augusto, how that uh, they're using terms and things now that we haven't heard before. Well, these atmospheric rivers, that, which I've heard the last couple of years spoke about and talked about, they're, they're really coming to be actual things. In other words, massive flooding and, and uh, sky full of water, basically. But in this book, uh, he basically begins a scenario of a massive supernatural water draw from the area of Hawaii that moves up over the east coast of, uh, I mean, the west coast of the U.S., California, uh, somewhat into Oregon and Washington, I guess, but mostly massively California. And the destruction is just apocalyptic, just absolutely apocalyptic, you know. But here we are, the new terms, but the new terms seem to be covering scenarios that are going to prove out to actually be true. Uh, and I think a lot of this they actually know is coming. Yeah, well, whether they created or uh, I've also heard that these people have time machines where they can travel back and forth through time. That's, that's quite amazing. I don't know how they figured that out. Concerning the border, uh, we have a fence down here between, uh, you know, the United States and Mexico, such as it is. And one of the places that's very easy for the, uh, the immigrants to cross over into America is where the fence hits the beach and goes into the water. And basically it just goes out a little ways and then disappears. So if you want to get across the border real easy, you just uh, swim out a little bit and cross over, and there you go. Although the fence itself is not very tall, and I have seen video of uh, people just very easily climbing over the fence. So that's practically like having no, you know, no fence at all. So it's real easy for these people to get here. As we've said before on this program, there are Chinese troops uh, that are uh, standing by in Mexico. I don't know how many. I've heard it's quite a few. So that uh, when they get the word uh, 
from what I have heard, uh, Chinese troops and Mexican troops will begin storming across the border into Southern California. And I also believe, and this is information I've got some time ago, it may have changed, but the uh, uh, the martial law, it may start out being uh, manned by the National Guard or actually the military, but pretty soon it's going to be Chinese troops. And I saw this on a map of uh, when this time comes showing which troops are going to be patrolling the United States uh, during martial law. And we're going to get the Chinese troops here. And, for instance, up in Alaska, well, the Russians are already in Alaska, so it'll be Russian troops and different troops from other countries throughout America. So this is sometime in the future. I believe martial law is going to be uh, is going to be started sometime next year. I believe it'll be in force by the time the elections roll around, if we do have elections. So we'll see about that. Yeah, it's um. And by the way, those those Chinese troops are also parked. They're parked in the southern border with Mexico, and they're also crossing into the U.S. from the Canada border, uh, especially in the northwest, in the central part, and in the northeast, which is, by the way, exactly the routes that uh, have been indicated by other seers in the past. And... Uh, Chuck Yumbrand being one of them, I have his invasion, or I had it, I don't know where it is now, his invasion map routes. Uh, in the maps, it shows the routes that uh, those invading forces will take. And uh, that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what is happening. Uh, God reveals his, his secrets to his prophets before things happen. <clears throat> now, the other thing I was going to refer to, I mentioned is going back to the atmospheric rivers and uh, the solar storms that I was talking and uh, I was I was sharing with in the beginning of the program. There is a, a few articles here. We'll be posting it on this program later today. The desert turning to a sea talks about eastern Libya. Flood survivors recount the horror. And this is from September 15 of this year. And then he says in Benghazi, uh, Libya, have you ever seen a desert become the sea in the blink of an eye? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he shows a picture of the desert becoming a sea right there. Also, another very interesting um, article, um, which is kind of funny. It's not funny, but it just it just hit me, uh, you know, and I started laughing. And I thought it was funny about drone footage shows the camels amid the desert flash floods in Saudi Arabia's Oklahoma. It shows the it shows the camels running for life. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh Jesus of mercy. Uh it says Saudi Arabia's western region has been experiencing heavy rain over the past week, causing floods in several regions, while thick snow blanketed some areas of Hail City and the Asir region, Saudi Arabia. Isn't that interesting? And then another <laughs> another article here in um, uh, uh, a camel is swept away by a flash flood in the day. 
I, I'm sorry, folks. It, it, I, I gotta laugh. I guess it's, it's it's that bad. I just have to laugh. I mean, I don't know. Um, camels being swept away by a flash flood. <laughs> okay. All right. And then um, uh, more. You know, I mean, there's a lot of these uh, uh, articles showing the the poor camels just. I, I saw another one. I saw a video of a camel with water up to his neck. I mean, uh, these are creatures of the desert. These are creatures that are were created by the Almighty, by the Creator, right, to survive long periods without water because of the desert. They're desert animals. And here you have them being um, flooded. Anyway, I guess it's a sign of the times. But... Uh, all these weird things are happening. That's exactly what Jesus said, folks. That's exactly what Jesus said. When you see these things, weird stuff happening on heaven and the earth and the sun, that means your redemption is drawing near. Now, <clears throat> regarding the border with Texas, Governor Abbott was set to sign. Now, this came out on December 3rd, so it's probably done by now. He was said to sign a new Texas law, um, illegal border crossing to become a state crime, empowering state officers to arrest illegal immigrants. So <clears throat> Greg Abbott um, uh, was going to sign uh, a groundbreaking law uh, making illegal border crossing a state criminal offense. And so this move was going to give the... Uh, state peace officers the authority to arrest illegal immigrants. And then uh, 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 Abbott, Governor Abbott, said this during an interview with Maria Bartiromo. So uh, he, you know, he went on to talk about the, um, the, uh, the severity of the immigration issue, attributing the high number of illegal crossings and so forth and so forth uh, to, you know, to all Biden. But this is this is this has been happening now since uh, Biden took office, and so it took uh, it took um, Abbott almost three years to uh, to do this. So well, better late than ever, I guess. Uh, and then to like if things were not bad enough, listen to this one: Biden's or Biden's new plan to get rid of oil and gas while ending coal. In other words, they don't want us to have any energy, okay? Or, or, or let me rephrase that. They want us, the only energy they want us to have is the one that they can control. In other words, electric energy that is going to be produced by them whenever they choose and whenever they say, no, we got to, it's like in Cuba. In Cuba, they cut down the energy, electricity for about two or three hours every day in some homes. I was there. I was there. One time in 2000 and, and, and uh, I think it was 2008 or 2009, I was there and I went to one of the inner provinces of Cuba, okay, in Villa Clara. <clears throat> and there, <clears throat> I was talking to the pastor and some of the people there, and it was around two o'clock in the afternoon, and all of a sudden the power went out. And I said, the power went out. He said, oh yeah, this happens every day. We, the power goes out by about two, three hours, and then it comes back. And then the, the precious Cuban people had already prepared for this, and they had these batteries, right, <clears throat> which they had rigged together 
to be able to um, to charge the batteries so that they could run their refrigerators and some of their appliances while the power was out. So they were they were used to this lifestyle. And uh, what I'm trying to tell you is this is this is what communism looks like. This is what socialism looks like. You out there that you don't know what socialism is or communism is, except you have heard me share it, and maybe you have read it somewhere. Listen, this is what communism looks like. When you start seeing shortages of food, you, you, start, seeing, you start seeing shortages of energy, of, of fuel. You start seeing these kinds of things. You better believe it that you are now being you are now in a in a in a in a totalitarian regime where they're going to um, they're going to dictate to you when you can eat, how much you can eat, when you can turn the the the, 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 the electricity on, and for how long. This is what they want: total control. And you know the saying: total control, total power, complete total power and control corrupts completely. Well, that's exactly right. And if people would realize when you're looking at America today with all the shortages and they're working to the point they believe this year, this winter can be the dark winter that they've been working for for three years now, uh, where this winter, even Texas and, and other parts of the country that were more independent will suffer power outages and, uh, when you put all that together, you realize that there's a whole lot of communism in America. It's not coming. It, it's not maybe going to get here. It has been here and has been building by the day. And, and now, Augusto, you can just look around and it's just like Cuba, uh, except probably Cuba on steroids. That's where we are. And I was going to mention, too, I'm not sure that uh, Abbott has signed that yet. I, th- I had heard somewhere that he was going to sign it on December the 7th, but I'm not sure about that. But uh, I saw a couple of uh, interviews that he gave, and he said with this act that uh, Texas law enforcement at any level can arrest illegals that come across the border on site. And when he was asked, well, what are you going to do with them? He kind of uh, grinned and said, uh, I guess you will find out. He wouldn't answer that question. So something's coming, but it it seems Texas is leading the way in protecting its own country. Well, maybe that was a Freudian slip, uh, protecting its own state. I started to say protecting its own country, and that may happen. But uh, right now it's still a state. Yeah, that might be uh, one of the breakaway states. We'll have to see about that. and. You know, they should take this all the way. Abbott should take this all the way and not only make it a crime for someone to illegally cross the border, but he should also extend this, uh, you know, against any federal agents that assist people coming over, uh, illegally coming over the border. And if they do, if they catch, you know, federal agents doing something like this, they arrest them, arrest the federal agents. And, you know, this might, you know, be the beginning of a civil war between uh, the Texas National Guard and uh, federal agents. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's take this all the way instead of just arresting the people who come across the border, because we know that they're uh, helping these people. 
I've seen video of the Border Patrol agents actually removing a barbed wire fence so some of, of the illegals that had crossed the Rio Grande River could uh, come in, come into uh, Texas. And that would be illegal. I'd like to see that, make that illegal and bring that to a stop. And if a border agent helps somebody or some people come across the border, then they lose their position. They lose their job. But you, if you want to really stop this, you have to start enforcing uh, laws, pass laws, and then enforce them. And you can do it. You know, I don't know how much of a pushback that you can engage in to really stop it, but do something, you know, do something to try to stop it. Well, back earlier this year in April, um, the Democrat National Committee announced that it was going to host its 2024 National Democratic Convention in Chicago. Okay? Now, that was back then. Now, that day is getting near. And uh, I was reading this article, and, and I just thought I, I'd share it with the, with the people because I see, I see a connection here, all right? I see a connection. Listen, this came out on the Gateway Pundit <coughs> on December 3rd, and this is an article about a, um, this uh, uh, man, okay, who is a, a black guy, and he was there with a group of people. He made a statement. They're standing with uh, a lot of other people behind him. He said, and he told the Democrat Party, he told the Democrats, he says, if you think you're going to have a peaceful Democratic convention while our people are starving, stay tuned. He issued this in front of cameras there. And, uh, of course, the, he was referring to the Democrat National Convention in Chicago, and this was in Chicago where he made this comment. Um, Chicago City Hall is where they made the comments. Uh, they issued a stark warning to the Democratic Party at the Chicago City Hall. <clears throat> now, as I was reading this, you know, a lot of black people are sick and tired of being the, you know, the – if you will, the, the blind followers of the Democrats, because they're supposed to, you know, vote for them, right? They come out and get their vote, you know, vote for me, and I'll give you this, and I'll give you that, and make, you know, every four years or every two years. And um, and they're sick and tired of it, because they know now that they're being used, and they know that it's only their votes they want. <clears throat> and many of these people are tired because they're taking the benefits <clears throat> that are supposed to be, uh, you know, to be given to the, to, you know, to the American citizens, right? They are American citizens in the city of Chicago and in the city of New York and in all of these major um, blue state Democrat cities, and they're giving those benefits to the immigrants who don't pay taxes, who don't vote for them. And this man basically told them, we'll see We'll see what's going to happen. We we are not going to vote for you this coming election. Let you know you get those people that you're allowing here to enter illegally, and you are you are giving them uh, all the things that should be given to our, us, the citizens. You're giving it to them. He says, let them vote for you. I mean, it was a very very uh, strong statement. And as I was reading that <clears throat> by this man, by this black man, and uh, as I was reading that. I was thinking about this may be a typical scenario that may develop 
throughout the United States, in many of these major blue, uh, you know, blue state cities run by Democrats, where these people are going to go there to their city halls and they're going to make a statement, or maybe worse, I don't know. This thing may escalate. This is going to be a very hot 2024. So we need to keep our eyes peeled. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus and our feet on the ground and our ear to the ground and the wits about us because the things, depending where you live, there's going to be some very, very uh, bizarre things happening all over the country. This coming year is going to be very turbulent. Uh, we got um, a few minutes left. Uh, so uh, comments, Larry, Chuck, um, you know, we got about, you know, we got about five minutes or so. Well, it's very interesting is what you were saying. And, and matter of fact, I didn't read that, but I saw the video, America's Voice News put it out, I guess it was yesterday evening, and I saw him standing there, and he issued a very stark warning to the Democrats, and I guess we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, Peter Navarro uh, was on the war room this morning, and he, he gave this comment. He says, the Biden leftist government is spying on the true Americans, Trump and MAGA, to put them all in jail or prison as terrorists. He says the only thing that can save Biden in November 2024 is a wag-the-dog war and focus all eyes in America elsewhere. Yeah, a, a war would certainly take everybody's attention off of that and uh, put it on the war. Uh, things are really just terrible going on in Israel right now with them trying to uh, get all the uh, – Hamas people to try to destroy all the Hamas people. They are instead destroying the Gaza Strip and all of the people's homes there and countless, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the Palestinians have died in the bombing there. This is, this is an absolute atrocity. But uh, the big question is, are we going to have martial law called before the 2024 elections? Uh, I think these uh, people are very scared of Trump. If he is running, uh, it's going to be very difficult for them, I think, to try to cheat and put uh, a Democrat in the White House or keep Biden there. I don't think they're going to keep Biden. But uh, I've heard that if everybody gets out and votes, and if you're voting for Trump, by all means, get out and vote, and maybe uh, we can overwhelm the system and make it make it impossible for them to cheat. I don't know. But if they have Dominion machines, uh, again, counting the votes that are connected to the Internet, then there's no way that uh, a Republican challenger to Biden or whoever they choose for the Democrat uh, candidate, there's no way that they can lose. They may have other ways of doing this. They usually do. They usually have a backup plan or two so that if uh, the you know, plan A doesn't work out well. We'll go to plan B or plan C. So who knows? 2024 will be very interesting. Well, they may have the plan already in motion, <clears throat> according to uh, uh, an article uh, here uh, I, someone sent me, precious sister sent me. Denver Health administers first shots of Ebola vaccines. Yep, Ebola vaccine is here, folks. Ebola vaccine is here, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if this is the one that they're going to use to. Uh, 
I guess they think that if it worked once, it must uh, it's going to work again, right? If it worked once, it's going to work again. I guess that's their motto. And, uh, and by the way, one last thing before the break. There is this um, um, documentary that's going to uh, be showing soon. Um, this is attorney and former uh, Professor David Clemens set to release his documentary, Let My People Go, in the coming weeks. And so according to reports, the first private uh, viewings of this uh, documentary that took place here in Florida, New Mexico, and Colorado, the overall comments were that this is powerful. And so um, the trailer is out, and you guys may uh, – we're going to post a trailer here in the program for you guys to watch it um, later today. All right, we're going to take a break. Um, this is the Mailbag Show with Larry Taylor, Chuck Wilson, and yours truly, Augusto Perez. We'll be right back. First John two fifteen through seventeen. Love not the things of the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. Romans 12:2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. James 4:4. 4, 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God.
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to do a reading from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11. As we usually do when we partake communion together, we we read this scripture, which is a letter from Paul to the church in Corinth, instructing them how to conduct uh, communion. And so as we read there in verse 26, you have your Bibles, and then, of course, uh, trust you have your communion elements ready. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Let's take a moment to examine and judge ourselves. And when we come back, we'll have communion together. Praise God. Praise God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to have communion with uh, your lambs all over the world. We thank you for this more day that you have given us. And we uh, we ask you to bless these elements. We ask you to be, bless this bread, symbolizing your body, Jesus. We ask you to bless this fruit of the vine, symbolizing your blood that was shed at Calvary. We bless everyone that will be participating today in this communion, Father. We ask that um, through this communion, Lord, you may strengthen, you may deliver, you may heal, you may save your people. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Amen. Thank you, Father. We enter into this covenant. I want the people, and I want to remind the people of this covenant, this covenant of his blood that was made by Jesus with his disciples and with all of us. We stand in this covenant by faith. And um, when we partake these elements, remember that this is a covenant. And through this covenant, we have access to his presence, and we have access to his healing. With his stripes, we were healed, okay? And we were set free. Praise you, Lord. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. 
This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's receive the body of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Praise God. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the healing. Thank you, Lord. We stand in that covenant. And we claim our healing in Jesus' name, Father. We thank you. We thank you. After the same manner, he took the cup also after he had eaten, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's receive this fruit of the vine symbolizing the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and we give you thanks, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for the for the healing. We thank you for the salvation. We thank you for the deliverance, Lord, of your people all over, Lord. Let your people receive, Lord, the deliverance that they need. Let them receive the healing that they need, Lord. All, all manners of diseases and healings take place in Jesus' name. All manners of afflictions and infirmities, they're healed in Jesus' name. All manner of oppression from the enemy, they are set free in Jesus' name. The people, the lambs, in Jesus' name. And we give you praise, Father, and we give you all glory for all these things, because you are worthy, Lord. Only you are worthy. Only you are worthy to receive the praise and the glory and the honor forever and ever, forever and ever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Well, we have some uh, mail today. We have, as a matter of fact, quite a bit of mail. So let's get started. Would you play the first one, Chuck, from Sandrita? Hi, Papa Aguso. I am enjoying all the information you're sharing with us as we get closer to the end of time. Friday night you shared about Planet X Nibiru and the Anunnaki and I had a methinks moment. I think perhaps they have very advanced technology that includes invisibility and cloaking. That may be why we see it then we don't. They may be enjoying toying with us. In any case I agree with you that we need to be ready not only prepping with supplies but more importantly in our faith that God will guide and protect us accordingly. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Love in Christ Jesus. Sister Sandra. Yes, amen. Thank you for writing, Sister Sandra. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, your comments are very, very, um, very good. Your observation is good. And, um, and I, I, I think, I think you're onto something there. And I think you're right. Um, I believe I've touched on this before as well, that uh, these, these UFOs, these, um, uh, advanced uh, aircraft are using very, very advanced technology, uh, cloaking. You know, like their old Star Trek. Remember their Star Trek, the cloaking devices? Um, yeah, that is that is part of their technology, and uh, <clears throat> this is very possible, and, that's, and that is one of the reasons why sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. The other reason uh, like that that may be happening is also that they are uh, interdimensional. 
In other words, they can uh, come in from their dimension into ours and then disappear back out there through wormholes or through uh, portals. And so, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Very, very good observation, and I uh, appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, God bless you, Sandra, Sister Sandra, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, All Sandra. Right. Amen. Amen. Here's one from Italia. Hello, Mr. Augusto Perez. Blessings. I have been enjoying and been very encouraged by your shows. My husband and I are believers in Yeshua slash Jesus. We have been keeping a biblical lifestyle, clean diet slash feasts, etc. for 20 years, but are now focusing on being more led by the Holy Spirit. We are currently living in South Dakota having moved here from San Diego, California since 2021. From small SD to big SD, our Heavenly Father moved us here for a spiritual reason. In California, we attended several Messianic congregations in Los Angeles and San Diego, but were not really trained in spiritual warfare. Rather we were being attacked and sabotaged when leading prayer meetings and even experienced witchcraft attacks. We are very happy and excited to have found your website. I listen to at least one of your shows a day. I am also a Perez from my maternal grandmother's side Maria del Refugio Perez. I'm originally from Mexicali, Baja California, Mexico, but was raised in Los Angeles, California most of my life. I have facial paralysis since 2015 and believe this was a witchcraft assignment but I'm trusting in my Heavenly Father's healing hand. In the meantime, we are praying for this community Rapid City, South Dakota. We do outreach by passing out Bibles, tracts, and praying for people. There are strongholds of addictions, drugs, and alcohol, and occult stuff. We are currently fellowshipping at our place as the Holy Spirit leads. I would like to receive your newsletters, if possible. Thank you. Many blessings in Yeshua, Italia, Sophia, and Daniel. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Italia. Um, appreciate you sharing that. And um, we're going to pray for you, right? We're going to pray for your facial paralysis. And, um, yeah, you know, those kinds of things happen if there's uh, witchcraft and uh, all the kinds of things involved. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just come to lift up um, Italia. Lord, in prayer, we come against this uh, <clears throat> satanic attack on her on her body. <clears throat> we break all witchcraft assignments upon Italia in the name of Jesus Christ. It broken in Jesus' name. You leave now. You're right there where you're at, Italia, and you start saying the same thing. I break all witchcraft assignment in the name of Jesus. I command all this witchcraft and all these things affecting my face my paralysis to go in jesus name and father we just now come into agreement and we ask that you would provide healing power and your healing virtue your balm of gilead on uh, italia's face and the paralysis will go and it will just uh, leave her in jesus name and father we ask also that all tension all stress all anxiety will just ooze out of her body in your precious name in Jesus' name, let her recovery be uh, instant, and um, if not, then slowly, a little bit of time, that those muscles begin to soften up, and they begin to go back to their normal position. 
in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. And, uh, yeah, we're going to place you on our, on our um, mailing list, Italia, as you requested. May God bless you. Take care. Thank you, Italia. Thanks, Italia. Amen. Now, here is one from, um, from uh, uh, Sister Sandra, number two. Hi, Papa Augusto. I am so relieved to hear that you are feeling better. You are precious to me and the sisters of the Deborah Battalion. We love and appreciate you very much and pray for you and this ministry consistently. Well, it seems that many things are shifting in the atmosphere in the spirit realm as well as in the natural. Papa Augusto, I think a pole shift is coming. A serious cataclysmic magnetic pole reversal that will alter life on planet Earth beyond our imagination. I'm strangely okay with it. While I have many mixed emotions and feel heavy-hearted, I am mostly excited with anticipation to be in his physical presence. I too am drawing nearer to God and making myself available to be used by him in whatever way he chooses while there is still time, as the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 4-7-18. to to Now we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this surpassingly great power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on all sides, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always consigned to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us. But life is at work in you. And in keeping with what is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. We who have the same spirit of faith also believe and therefore speak, knowing that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is extending to more and more people may overflow in thanksgiving to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, yet our inner self is being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond comparison. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Love and blessings to you and your family. Sandrita. Thank you, Sister Sandra, for that. I appreciate it. Appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your reaching out and uh, trying to touch base with uh, with me uh, and uh, let me know that you're praying for me. I appreciate that. And um, concerning your uh, comment there about the uh, the magnetic pole shift, uh, that is very very interesting what you're saying. And you said it was just a feeling that came on you, just an instant, um, if you will, uh, awareness, right? Um, and uh, pole shift, and um, and so you said that you are strangely okay with it. Well, <laughs> so am I. So am I. Uh, I am really not very. Uh, uh, this world has really gotten to the place where um, uh, I, it's not a place where I enjoy being anymore. Uh, I don't. I don't enjoy being here anymore. And so, yeah, I am. I am also okay with it. And um and so uh whenever this happens, it happens, right? 
And so we are, we know we are in his arms. We know that we are in Christ Jesus. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. I'm pretty sure that people out there, a lot of our listeners are going to, um, I want to agree with what you have said, what you shared. They probably don't say it, but they also are feeling this, um, that something is shifting in the spirit realm and in the natural realm. And they, they know it. They just don't know what it is. So God bless you. Take care and write again. Thank you, Sandra. Well, that's really interesting, Sandra, because uh, years ago, when I'll just share this real quick, I'm not telling anybody to believe that I was given something from the Lord, but I personally think it was. Uh, years ago, uh, I uh, was walking in a pasture. It was a cow pasture. I'd, um, we'd had a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, spiritual attacks against uh, me and Darnett where we lived, and a lot of UFO activity, and this has been years ago. But I went out and just took a long walk uh, in a pasture beside the house. It was a huge pasture, and I was walking. And, and, by the way, there was a lot of cow patties there, so I had to watch where I was walking. But as I was walking, I felt something to my left. I didn't know what it was, but I just felt something. It, you know, something got my attention, and I turned and looked. And Now, this is going to sound a little uh maybe shamanic or a little bit uh native american or uh whatever you want to call it but it don't make any difference it got my attention as i looked to my left i saw a white buffalo standing there and of course i've heard of the old native american white buffalo visions and you know i wasn't particularly into that at all but i saw a white buffalo and i thought this is strange i mean but the odd thing was I didn't make any comment <clears throat> or see anything but the white buffalo, and suddenly I found myself asking, what do you have for me? And that's when I suddenly saw a, uh, I saw the earth, you know, I saw the moon, you know, I saw, you know, the uh, cosmos, I guess, around the earth and, and et cetera, and I suddenly saw a quick movement, real quick, real quick, and it repeated itself. I saw it again. And then it repeated, I saw it again. And so what I discerned that I saw out of that was there was a coming partial pole shift. And I've shared this years ago, but not much. Most people don't believe it anyway. But I, I was, I felt I was shown that there was coming a partial pole shift that would be a warning sign, a warning to the planet. And then after that, a full pole shift. You know, and I'm not talking about magnetic pole. I'm talking about uh, polar shift itself of the real poles. And so uh, I, I just wanted to share that because of what you brought up, a feeling. You said you was having a feeling. And I do think we're getting with – this isn't just my opinion, okay? This is Larry Taylor talking. But with the the only object that I'm aware of, in our cosmos now, or in our solar system now, is the destroyer and its entourage, and this could cause a polar shift. However, if what I, the experience I had, which I actually called it the White Buffalo Vision, and I gave it that title because I knew that people that were open to understanding those type of things would read it, and most people that just read White Buffalo Vision, they wouldn't even read it once. So that's why I titled it the White Buffalo Vision. And, uh, but oddly enough, I, I felt perceived 
that uh, I'd been given a warning of a coming partial pole shift that was a warning only. It was a warning. It would cost scenarios and, and serious stuff, but it wouldn't be the massive pole shift that would be following later. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Here's uh, another one from Catherine. Dear Brother Aguso, I have what may be a dumb question, and you may have discussed this in a teaching I have not yet gotten to. If so, forgive my ignorance. I know you always encourage looking into ways of confirming revelation and being open to things, such as the Apocrypha, as long as it conforms to the Scripture. Recently, I was introduced to the Targumim, which I had never heard of before and I was intrigued, both by its similarity to the Bible and to the books of Enoch, and a light bulb came on as I was reading Genesis 6. So, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I was always led to believe that in Genesis 6-3, God appointed the length of life for men to be 120 years after the flood. But this confused me, because men certainly still lived into the hundreds for a time. I know people today who hold on to the 120-year lifespan because it says so in Genesis. But I think this is wrong. It seems to me, after reading one of the Targum, that what God was saying instead, speaking in both present and future tense, is that he knew he would destroy that generation and had given them 120 years to repent before he would bring about the flood. This corresponds to some estimates I have heard that Noah took around 120 years to build the ark, matching the time of potential repentance. It is after this translation of 6 to 3 that God goes on to tell Noah to build the ark. So, my question is, is this a valid insight I have received, or am I just catching up with everyone else? It was certainly new revelation to me. Below is a quote from one of the Targum translations. And the word of the Lord said, The generations which are to arise shall not be judged after, the manner of, the generation of the deluge, which is, to be destroyed, and exterminated, and finally blotted out. Have I not imparted my spirit to the sons of men, because they are flesh, that they may work good works, but they do works of evil? Behold, I have given them a prolongment of a hundred and twenty years, that they may work repentance but they have not done it. It is after this translation of 6 to 3 that God goes on to tell Noah to build the ark and I think that is the time he had to complete it, rather than a lifespan for a future generation. Your thoughts, as always, are appreciated. With love, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine, for writing and sharing that. Yeah, that is a very, very in interesting uh, uh a translation there from their Targumim, and I think it is accurate. I think that is the accurate translation. Uh, and you mentioned it. You, uh, you know, all of these things have to be examined in the light of the scriptures and uh, uh, also led by the Holy Spirit and see what the Holy Spirit is. Of course, I have taught many times that um, the Holy Spirit today in us is the Urim Thummim of the Old Testament. And that is who we have today inside of us. And so we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us and instruct us in all things. And so uh, you, uh, you read it, it struck your spirit, and now you're seeking confirmation by sharing it with me, which is the right thing to do. 
because in the multitude of, of, of counselors, there is wisdom, according to the scriptures. So after reading this myself from the Targum, uh, I think you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. I think the, the revelation that you received was from the Lord. And uh, you mentioned there and accurately that it took uh, 120 years to build the ark. And so this could be also the time of the, 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 uh, potentially the time of, uh, of repentance that was granted to mankind there in the Targum. And I, I, I looked it up and, uh, in the Targum Jonathan on Genesis 6 and chapter 6 verse 3. And he says, and the Lord said by his word, all the generations of the wicked which are to arise shall not be purged after the order of the judgments of the generation of the deluge, which shall be destroyed and exterminated from the midst of the world. Have I not imparted my Holy Spirit, placed my Holy Spirit in them, that they may work good works? Behold, their works are wicked. Behold, I will give them a prolongment of a 120 years, that they may work repentance and not perish. That is what the Targum says. And, uh, of course, uh, if you read the Genesis 6-3, the King James Version, he says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for that also, he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a 120 years. So there is when men uh, just jump on that, people jump on that, and they interpret that or assume that he is talking about that the age of man, his days, shall be 120 years. In other, way, in other words, they interpret it and assume that it's meaning you're going to, men are going to live 120 years. Yet that is not what it says in Genesis 3, 6, 3. It just says his days shall be 120 years. So his days for what? Well, if you read the Targum, it says his days for repentance. The days given to man for repentance shall be 120 years, which is why I have always encouraged, as you stated, to read uh, other uh, sources, other or other portions of, of um, you know, uh, books in the Bible, hidden books in the Bible, apocrypha, etc., pseudopigrapha, uh, in order to be able to get the extract the all of the uh, the meaning that the scripture tells us, because everything that I believe the word of God is the word of God. There's not no changing that. However, the way it is written in the word of God, many times it is not, uh, it doesn't dot the I's and cross all the T's. And so this is why we sometimes need to go to uh, additional resources like the book of um, Enoch the book of Jasher, and, um, you know, others that are, are mentioned in the Bible, yet they're not included in the canon of Scripture. So uh, kudos to you, Sister Catherine. I think this was a revelation the Lord gave you, and I concur. God bless you. Thanks for writing. Write again. Thanks, Catherine. All right. Here's one from Knock. Dear Augusto, can you please pray for a believer in South Africa who suddenly lost her young husband? She also recently lost two other family members. I did not ask for other details, except I know she is in great distress and only wants believers in the Lord Jesus Christ to pray for her. Thank you. 
Can you also please pray for my friend Danya, who is a friend of the young widow? Danya needs emotional healing, a steady job, and to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. She is open to the gospel and respects the Lord Jesus, but has not made a decision. Several believers have prayed for her, and I would like additional prayers. Thank you. Knock. Well, thank you, Knock, for writing and sharing that. We will certainly pray for you and um, your your petitions. And, um, Father, we just lift up um, the Knock's prayer petition. The believer in South Africa that suddenly lost her young husband and also lost uh, two other family members. Uh, we ask you, Father, that you would uh, encourage her, that you would uh, comfort her, and uh, that you would uh, just succor her on her distress. And um, we we ask you, Father, to just give her shalom, give her much shalom, Lord, and give her feel that feel that void inside of her uh, in the loss of her husband and her two other family members, this is hard, Lord. It is hard. Uh, it, 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 these things are blows that leave an indelible mark in the soul of a person. And uh, and I ask you to uh, please uh, succor her, help her, minister to her, and um, that you would give her shalom and peace as she goes through this time of grieving. We also lift up, Lord, uh, uh, Knox, a friend, Adanya, uh, and uh, she needs emotional healing and a steady job to accept the Lord Jesus. And uh, we, we lift up Danya right now for emotional healing. We ask, Father, that you would heal her emotions, uh, spirits of rejection. Uh, I believe there's a lot there since there's spirit of rejection. I believe that there's some wounds, old wounds there that the, the Lord is going to heal. It's going to heal Anja in the name of Jesus. We ask your father also to help her and provide her with a, a job, steady job. And uh, we ask that you would reveal yourself to Danya and that uh, she accept the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord, her Lord and Savior. And uh, we ask that she would, you would draw her so that she would come to the place where she makes that decision. And we thank you in advance for this, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you, Nock. Thanks for writing. Write again. Amen. Thank you, Nock. All right. Here's one from AI. Hi, Pastor Augusto. I was wondering if you could try to tell me what my dream means. There were three scenes. Dream number one, I am in a house with man and woman that I do not know, nor do I know whose house it is. Woman is standing and has seven orange pills in her hands. She drops some on the floor. I and the man pick up the pills and give them to her. She puts them back into the original plastic casing even though the foil seal is broken. She says, I need to take seven pills to die. She seems to think that she may be in a situation where she would have to kill herself to protect herself, i.e. similar to spies being tortured. Dream ends. Dream number two. I am inside a couple's house who I know in real life standing on their stairs. It is dark outside. The woman warns me that I will not like the apartment I am moving to. She says it is either dirty or the location is unsafe. It scared me because I had paid the deposit well in advance for the apartment, and it was hard to find one in that location. She then tells me that she would like to take me to a restaurant to eat dinner. Dream ends. Comment.
With regard to the second scene with the couple, I need to add that while I know them in real life, I no longer talk to them. In fact, I stopped talking to the woman because she was controlling and jealous. I saw the dream as a warning, but it could be a false warning because it's from someone I no longer trust. Dream number three. A person who I stayed with more than a year ago informed me that I received one piece of mail at their house. I don't know who the mail was from or what it was. I felt it was odd because I only stayed there for two days. Dream ends. Many thanks. Blessings. I... Thank you, I uh, appreciate you uh, writing and sharing that. Um, very interesting, uh, the dreams you had. You know, and you had these dreams. I don't know if you had them in sequence. Uh, you said you had three scenes, right, which means probably that you had them in the same night, right? And so the first dream there, <clears throat> as I was listening to you and reading your, your dream, you said you were um, – a woman was standing, she had seven orange pills in her hand, and uh, she dropped some on the floor. And uh, you and another man pick up the pills and give them to her. She puts them back in the original plastic casing, even though everything, is, you know, the seal is broken. And she says, I need to take seven pills to die. And she seemed to think that she may be in a situation that she would have to kill herself to protect herself. Um Dream ends, you said, similar to spies. Now, um, I don't know if you know this man and this woman that you saw in the dream. You don't share uh, who they are. But um, as I was listening to you, um, I believe that uh, this has to do with um, something. It has to do with a warning, like you said. And, um, and uh of course, uh, orange many times is symbolic of uh, of um, moving towards sin. She's not blatantly in the sin yet. Red, that would be red. She's not there yet. She's orange pills, and uh, she's dealing with some issues regarding a human flesh, and uh, she's dealing with uh, a, in a transition. She's given time to uh, to make changes, and. Uh, she it says she, and I need to take seven pills to die, and so I don't know if this is uh, the seven has to do with time, um, seven months, seven years, uh, but it could be one of those things, and so uh, it seems like you, you um, and uh, another man uh, picked up the um, the pills that she dropped on the floor, right? And those pills were a warning. Those pills were a warning, and she, I guess she didn't, uh, uh, and, uh, she, you know, she dropped them to the floor, and uh, you and this man pick them up and give it back to her. And so <clears throat> so these seven pills, apparently she does not want to take the seven pills, and these seven pills may be a process, may be a transition, may be a, uh, a valley that she needs to go through, okay, that's going to last seven. A, a period of seven. The other dream that uh, you had there about um, uh, a woman's, uh, a, a couple's house that you were standing on their stairs, dark, okay? Uh, dark is always um, not good. Dark is always not good. It has to do with um, loneliness. It has to do with um, all kinds of negative things, uh, rejection. It has to do with a lot of things that um uh confusion 
has to do with many of these things and uh demonic presence uh separation from uh from the lord separation you know uh, spiritual blindness i mean it's it's not a good thing it's lost uh someone is lost so you're standing there in the dark and the woman warns you that uh you will not like the apartment i'm moving into and um and you are outside or or you no you are inside the woman's house uh uh and you're standing in their stairs and it's dark and she's telling you do not you're not going to uh, like the apartment that you're moving into and um and she says it's dirty location is unsafe and you said you were scared because you had paid the deposit in advance for the apartment and it was hard to find in that location and then uh, she tells you that she would like to take you out to a restaurant to eat. And so uh, that was the end of the of the dream, right? So uh, this is kind of a tricky one, uh, Aya. Yeah, I. This is one of a tricky one. Apparently, this lady, which you said um, that that you don't longer talk to her, that you stopped stopped talking to the woman because the way she is, right? And, um, but sometimes God uses those kinds of people in the dreams. Okay. It doesn't mean that that person is, 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 is trying to help you. It just means that, uh, or, or maybe he's trying to help you in the dream. God uses such, God uses, uh, many times things and people in real life that we know, but uh, it is not as we think it is. Okay. I don't know if that makes any sense. So. Apparently, in your dream, as she was in the dream, and God may use her in the dream. And, um, and so, uh, apparently she was warning you of not, uh, of not, try, not moving into an apartment, not moving into a house. Now, a house, many times, it has to do with a, with a person, or it could also have, it, it could also have a connection to a church. Okay, and uh, a ministry uh, or a business. Okay, a job. Uh, um, although any, although any or all those things. So this could be a warning through, through you know, in the dream, and God used this woman to tell you that uh, don't go there, don't do that, that it's unsafe, it's dirty, and location unsafe, and so you probably know by what I'm telling you already, what this is all about. I don't know the situation that you're going through. I don't know anything about you. I, I'm just going by what you shared. All right. And then, uh, finally, um, the, the other one, the third dream, you stayed with, uh, a person more than a year informs me, informs you that you received a piece of mail at the house. And you don't know the, what the mail uh, was from or what it was. And uh, and you, you fell out because you only stayed there for two days. <sighs> Again, this is a personal, this is a personal message for you. This is not just, this is not a prophetic message. This is just a warning for you, okay? The Lord is giving you warnings through dreams, I, I and uh, <clears throat> and that's okay. The Lord warns us through dreams and visions many times of things that are uh, going to happen to us. It's going to happen in the future. Uh, and so 
this 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 thing here, this thing here, has to do, okay, with um, the message that you're gonna get, a message that is coming, okay, uh, a written communication or a communication either from a person or from the Lord, one of the two. You're gonna get a message, and um, and you said you only stayed there for two days, so. Two days, again, could be uh, symbolic of time. But two days, it could be two months, it could be two weeks, it could be two years that this is going to happen, all right? So uh, be be anticipating for that. Maybe you are waiting for something. Maybe you're waiting for an answer from the Lord, or maybe you're waiting for an answer from somebody, okay? So there you go. Thanks for writing, I. I trust this uh, helped out. God bless you. Write again. Thank you, I. Thanks, I. Now, here's one from Anita. Beloved Papa Augusto, I know you are very occupied with family and your health. I have been very concerned about your health and uphold you and Yvette. Your teachings on deliverance and intercessory prayer have taught me immensely. My spiritual confidence has soared. However, I believe there is still something not right. I have rebuked, bound, taken authority, taken continual communion, Worshipped and declared powerful scriptures and this gum, bone, and molar situation is getting very scary. It is the glory of kings to search out a matter, so I plan to fast on Sunday to focus on Holy Spirit revealing what is causing the continual worsening deterioration of my body parts, in spite of being a health nut, meticulous care of my diet, organic eating, and costly supplements. My younger sisters also seem to be worsening despite my continuing to declare the blood of Jesus over them. I almost lost my sister, Leslita, two weeks ago from asthma which has stalled her and put her at death's door many times in her life. Abba was merciful that the medical personnel were able to stabilize her, this time for me. To delve by fasting and prayer to confront whatever is stalking my family. As I have mentioned to you before, my German mother, post-World War II had some weird stuff. She told Mark and me that her father and brother were involved in occult Nazi stuff affecting my sisters, nephew, and niece. It is time to dig deep. Why would I not think that their occult involvement would not affect and curse my sisters? Satan took out my beautiful younger sister Belinda last year with a terrible cancer. Jesus is over all curses, but you shared the story a while back about a young lady who was cursed by a powerful warlock as she tried to declare Jesus' lordship. You said it took a lot to deliver her. Perhaps my mom's ancestors' curse could be as powerful and resistant and that's why several prominent deliverance pastors Mark and I went to were not as able to cast them out. I've researched and discovered German occult practices are very powerful, and of course Germany is cursed. I am desperate to worship and love Abba and Jesus and be delivered from this terrible incessant spasms of my mouth, tongue, and jaw. I wanted to know if you agree with Pastor Pagani regarding generational curses, Please expound on the mailbag show, Anita. Yeah, thanks for writing, Anita. I did listen to that uh, you sent me, that little video you sent me. And I, it's very interesting the things he shared. And, yeah, I do agree uh, with many of the things he said. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I have uh, I have uh, read some of it, not all of the Robert, uh, Robert Henderson's uh, Courts of Heaven. And, uh, yeah, I recommend that you read that. I recommend that you read that book, Anita, uh, The Teachings of Robert Henderson, The Courts of Heaven. Very, very interesting. And I do agree with Pagani 
uh, about the generational curses. Uh, it seems like it seems that is something that is afflicting you, uh, a curse in the family. And of course, we do have prayers, and uh, I believe uh, Sister Sandra has those prayers. I have sent them to her. Uh, how to how to pray against generational curses. So you need to do this every day, uh, and and do listen to the uh, to the teachings and uh, of uh, Robert Henderson because I do believe that he has a lot of wisdom there. Uh, God bless you, Anita. Right again. Take care. Thank you, Anita. Thanks, Anita. Now here is uh, another one from John. Hello, Augusto. It has been a while since our last email. I have been listening to your shows faithfully. You guys are doing great. As with you, I too am feeling the quickening of the unfolding of the end of days approaching. I do have a question. For the last few years I have been having the exact episodes, explained below. It started out few times a month. This year they have been happening three to four times a month. Last month and this month it has increased to about every four to five days or so. I always come to in the middle of the night or if I'm dosing on the couch. It is in the state where you're fully awake but not quite able to move or even sense your body at times. You feel your surrounds and know where you are. In the past in this state I have had voices of my angels and God speak to me loud and clear. As it is resonating both in my head and in the room. What I'm experiencing is a loud machine drumming sound mixed with what you hear if the washing machine gets out of balance, a steady rhythmic quick thumping and mechanic gear type of machine. I have in the past listened to it for what feels like 4 to 5 minutes. At that time fully awake and get up. I can rule out the furnace because nothing starts. The washer and dryer is not in my apartment and is located in another area of the complex I live in. And nothing is heard from the apartment above. I even thought it might be the blood pulsating within my brain but I don't have any rapid heartbeat. The last few times it has happened after the event, your name comes strongly in my mind. So thought I would write to you for your thoughts. For me it feels like it is tied to what's coming but I could be wrong. Thanks. John. Yeah, thanks John for writing. When you wrote to me, the first thing that came to my mind is that uh, that area where you're at, uh, the, those sounds had, uh, were, were, uh, tunnels, tunnels, uh, tunneling, uh, that is being done there, underground tunneling. And, uh, that is usually the sounds that are emitted in the, uh, when, as, as they bore through rocks. It's that kind of sounds that you're describing. And so, uh, I don't know. I, it could be a spiritual. It could be natural what I share, or it could be something else. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we are definitely in the, on the, you know, I, I'm probably, these people are, are tunneling. I mean, they're tunneling like crazy now because they're getting ready for what's coming. According to Revelation chapter 6, they're going to hide in their dense underground bunkers. So that could be part of it. It could also be something else you're listening. It sounds from, uh, uh, you know, I know that this um, Planet X makes some kinds of sounds similar to what you're describing. And uh, so it could be uh, any one of these things, or it could be a spiritual thing uh, altogether. Uh, we just don't know. But I, I, I do appreciate you taking the time 
to write and share that with us. Uh, stay in touch, John. Uh, it's getting close now. God bless you, and good to hear from you. Bye-bye. Thank you, John. Thanks much, John. Amen. Well, uh, we just about run out of time. So, anyway, final comments, Larry, Chuck, and then we'll wrap it up. Well, I would just say just keep your eyes on the sun. Uh, a lot of strangeness going on right now in the cosmos. Oh, yeah. Signs and wonders in the heaven. Yeah, that's right. This has been another edition of the Mailbag Show. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, God bless. Shalom.